Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Episode 169 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Summer's slow. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. Welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I am your host, Christopher Hahn. Thank you for liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and telling your friends about our podcast. We continue to grow week after week, and I was just told uh, a little while ago that we are in the top 10% of podcasts in the world, which is, uh, there are a lot of podcasts, and that's a good thing. Uh, so uh, keep that going. Keep uh, keep telling your friends, keep liking, rating, writing, re- reviews, good reviews, of course. If you don't like us, you, you could just stop. You know, you don't have to listen. You don't have to review it badly. Uh, and follow me on Instagram. I'm at Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram. I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. I'm trying to get my Instagram numbers up. Big announcement. Um, one week from now, I will be hosting the 7 p.m. hour on News Nation. Check that out. Uh, should be good. I haven't hosted television in a while, so it's going to be a, a good time. Check your lo- local listings for News Nation. It is not Newsmax. Don't confuse it with Newsmax. It is not crazy like Newsmax. It is News Nation, which is a different channel, uh, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, But I'll be on TV a lot, so follow me on Twitter and Instagram to find out where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing. So, you know, here we are, dog days of summer, Um, probably the hottest summer on record for a lot of places, but probably the coolest summer we will have for the rest of our lives. Uh, News is slow. Obviously, there's a lot going on with this search of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago uh, estate for uh, records that he took with him from the White House, particularly top secret and ultra classified uh, information. He has asked for a special master to be appointed. I guess he's finally got a lawyer who knows what they're doing. I mean, that would have been the first thing I would have done. I would have asked for a special ma- master to be appointed to to go through the documents and the records and determine uh, what is or isn't his property or what he should or should not have been able to take. Now, Anything that was government property that he did not have permission to take, he would need to return anyway. And supposedly he said that he did that, which is part of the problem here, right? He told the National Archives, no, 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 we gave everything back. His lawyer signed uh, a a document saying that, um, I think an affidavit saying it. And yet they searched him anyway and found these documents. And I can't wait until... We find out what was in the affidavit supporting the warrant because that's what I really want to read, right? The judge has given the uh, the government until Thursday to recommend their redactions from the affidavit, and I think there'll be a lot redacted, so don't get your hopes up. Um, I can't wait to see it. And, and frankly... I think the government wants to release it. Now, there are things that they can't release. They don't want to release the names of witnesses or anything that might 
identify witnesses. Clearly, there is somebody within the Trump organization that has been working with the U.S. attorney and the FBI to give them information about Trump. And clearly, Trump wants to know who that person is so he can out them on social media and elsewhere to try to make their lives miserable. But I do want to know what they were looking for. I want to know as much about that as we can know without jeopardizing national security. Now, you know, look, anybody who's listened to me over the years knows that I think we classify far too much in this country. Far too many things are top secret. Far too many things are for your eyes only and not to be seen by the public yet. You know, we, the people, are the, you know, are the, the, you know, you know, they govern, our government governs at the consent of the governed. And we give them consent to govern us. We should know what they're doing most of the time. Now, I don't want, you know, how to build a nuclear bomb or sources and methods of how our intelligence agencies gather information. I don't want that revealed. But a lot of stuff should be revealed more so. And, and you know, Trump saying that he declassified everything that he brought back to the residents is kind of ridiculous because if that is the case, every newspaper in the country should be foiling for that information, which should now be readily available to the public, which it's not. And it never was because he never had that order. And if he had that order, let him produce it. Let, you know, I'm sure there's a record of it somewhere. I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm sure that the White House counsel sent around a memo that stated that everything the president takes outside of the Oval Office is deemed declassified. I don't think he did that. Just another lie over and over and over again. It's all we ever hear. But we'll find out. I mean, that's the stuff that's going to be driving us mad for the next couple of weeks. Now, here it is August. I'm just touching in today. I am not doing a full show. I do not have an interview. I will not have a guest probably for two more weeks because I will be taking a little hiatus from radio until after Labor Day. But I still want to check in with the with the uh, podcast audience, which I think is growing every day. And I don't want to I don't want to break my streak of putting up new shows. So I'm going to keep on putting up new shows and talk about what's going on. And you know, look, there isn't a lot of craziness going on in the world today. My topic when I went on TV tonight was Dennis Rodman going to Russia to try to free Britney from Russia. Now, look, Dennis, first, make sure your suitcase is checked for anything that could be even remotely illegal in Russia. Please, Dennis. Uh, (laughs) I have a feeling you might be carrying a lot more contraband than Britney was when she went there. And we don't need two basketball greats Uh, in prison in Russia. It would be bad. Now, if it was 1985 or 87 and I was picking a basketball team, he'd be one of the first people I picked. I think Dennis Rodman was a great defensive-minded basketball player, one of the least selfish players probably in the history of the NBA. He made two teams great, the Pistons uh, in the 80s and the Bulls, of course, uh, in in the 90s. Dennis Rodman was a part of both of those teams and, you know, is is often overlooked, quite frankly, because his side of the ball, he he was a defensive player up against the boards, you know, fantastic. But he is not a diplomat. And, you know, 
I don't know what he's doing. I think he's auditioning maybe to be secretary of state in a second Trump administration. God forbid there's a second Trump administration. Uh, by the way, that wouldn't be too far-fetched either, knowing this, you know, Trump and how he thinks. You know, he likes celebrities and everything. But Dennis, just be careful when you go to uh, when you go to Russia. Just be careful. Don't don't take anything you're not supposed to take. Vladimir Putin is a little bit more sophisticated than Kim Jong Un. Been around a little bit longer, knows the game. Uh, will use you as a pawn if he feels fit. Can change his mind at a moment's notice, and everybody around him will do exactly what he asks of them. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you in search of deeper meaning in your life? Longing to manifest your true desires and unlock your full potential? Look no further than Portal Mystico podcast, your gateway to treasure trove of transformative tools, enlightening interviews, and enriching content. I'm your host, Elena Maggio, and it's my heartfelt desire to guide you on this extraordinary journey of self-discovery. And with every episode, I'm passionate about sharing and introducing you to new topics in self-development, metaphysics, astrology, the law of attraction, numerology, interviews that will eliminate your path and fuel your own personal growth. This podcast is your wellspring of inspiration dedicated to help you uncover your purpose with unwavering passion. Together, we'll dive deep into the fascinating topics and explore endless possibilities. Listen to Portal Mystico on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite platform. And it will be bad for you. So I'm, I'm hoping to God that Dennis Rodman comes back and, uh, you know, doesn't bring anything horrible over there. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about what happened in the primaries last week with Liz Cheney. I know we talked about it uh, a little while, you know, on last week's episode, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit on on the other side of this break. So stay where you are. And I'm back. Don't forget, I will be hosting 7 p.m. hour on News Nation. Uh, a show called On Balance with Leland Vitter. Leland's a friend of mine. I do his show a lot. Uh, he's going on vacation. I'm filling in. Should be fun. Uh, going to be good. I mean, look, it's the last week of August. Hopefully there's nothing going on. But if there's something going on, I'll be there to talk about it. I'll be there to give you my opinion on it. And I'm going to have some great guests to give their opinion on things. So it should be an interesting time next week. So try to tune in for that. I'll be tweeting about it. Follow me on Twitter at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram. I'm trying to beef that up. So if you're on Instagram, please check me out there. Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram. Somebody else took Christopher Hahn handle. And uh, I was using Christopher before, you know, somebody told me to start calling myself Chris for media. So check that out. All right. So before I go tonight, let's just wrap up the Liz Cheney Wyoming saga. Look, it was a foregone conclusion. She lost her election. I was kind of shocked at how badly she lost. But, you know, let's look at this on the bright side. Everybody in Wyoming knew who Liz Cheney was. 
Wyoming's a state, 75% Republican. This was a Republican primary. And yes, some Democrats crossed over and uh, voted in the Republican primary for, for Liz Cheney because Liz Cheney champions democracy, which you know you would think that everybody who runs for office in this country would do. But that makes her special in the Republican Party. But she did get 38% of the vote. And even if you assign 5% of that to Democrats who crossed over, that means 33% of Wyoming Republicans agree with Liz Cheney that Donald Trump is unfit and has some criminal liability for what happened on January 6th. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. That's something that we should be thinking about in terms of other states. And now, you know, the media loves to write about, oh, the Trump bump because of, uh, of, of the Mar-a-Lago uh, FBI search. No way. The more we learn about what happened at Mar-a-Lago, the more we learn about what was taken and what he planned to do with it, the smaller that bump's going to be. To any Republican out there who listens to me, maybe you listen for research purposes, if you think it's a good idea to back Donald Trump right now in this, you're out of your freaking mind. It could go so horribly wrong. It is a risky political bet, one that you are going to pay for. 33% of Republicans in Wyoming agree with Liz Cheney. If 33% of Republicans across this country agree with Liz Cheney, and I bet they do, Trump is unelectable. People who follow Trump are unelectable. If you tie Trump to those people, if you make this election a choice about who supports the Constitution and who doesn't, and if you equate, as I do, support for Trump of with lack of support for the Constitution, well... And you can tie it to them politically in a campaign. Democrats should be winning all over the place. Because people like Kevin McCarthy shouldn't win in Bakersfield, California. People like Lauren Boebert in Colorado shouldn't win. Because if she loses 33% of her support, how do you win? Their districts aren't that safe. So America, you know, buck up. I get it. It appears that the Republican Party stands for nothing. And, and the 62% of Republicans who came out and voted for her opponent absolutely stand for nothing. They stand for the cult of personality that is Donald Trump and nothing else. The platform of the Republican Party didn't even have words in it. It just said, we support Donald Trump, the Trump agenda. That was their platform. What's the Trump agenda? Can somebody explain it to me? Is it anything other than supporting that guy's ego? banged my mic there. Sorry. 33%. Could be higher. I I don't know that 5% of her vote total were Democrats crossing over to support her. I don't, I maybe not a lot of Democrats in Wyoming. So I doubt a lot of them came out to support Liz Cheney. I always say this, you know, if you're a Democrat in a state like Wyoming, you're really committed to the cause. Because it's 75% Republican in that state. You are absolutely committed to the cause. You're probably more liberal than I am. And I'm the aggressive progressive. So God bless you, Democrats of Wyoming. (laughs) Okay, But in that model, I don't know how many of them are coming over to vote for Liz Cheney who, you know, look, let's face it, she voted with Trump 93% of the time. She's as conservative as conservative can be. But 
those ideals don't matter to Republicans anymore. What matters to the to the sixty two percent of Republicans who voted her out were that she was opposing Donald Trump. But thirty three percent of Republicans can't live with that anymore. So let's make this election about that. Let's hope this jerk off announces he's running for president sometime in September because he can't hold back anymore because he's worried about going to jail. Let him announce. And then let's tie every Republican in this country that's running to him and let him be a lead weight around their political career's neck because that's what he is. God bless America. I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I really do. I know, you know, like, I know I talked about this a lot. I talked about Liz Cheney's election a lot on this podcast for the last couple of weeks. I talked about it a lot. And I was, I was down about it. And I was down about how, how badly she looked at it. And then when I thought about it again and I saw those numbers and I really thought about what those numbers meant, there could be no clearer a test of Republicans. Are you with democracy or are you with Trump than Liz Cheney's primary in Wyoming? The 33% of Republicans, maybe 35, maybe 36, that voted for her, voted against him. They said, we do not stand with this man. We stand for the Constitution. We stand for the rule of law. And if you are for that man and his lawless attitude, we are not with you. God bless America. There are people out there. There are people out there in the Republican Party that won't vote for them. Now, we have to remind them when these Republicans are trying to take credit for all of the great things that Joe Biden's gotten done the last two years, all the great things that Nancy Pelosi got done the last two years, all the great things that my former boss, Chuck Schumer, got done the last two years, when they're out there taking credit for the new bridge that Joe Biden's money built, when they're out there taking credit for uh, prescription drugs prices going down for seniors that Chuck Schumer delivered for them, we got to remind them that these people support Trump and nothing else and didn't even vote for that stuff because Trump would have gotten mad about it. We can't let them pretend that this is a normal year and a normal campaign. We've got to lay down the gauntlet. Most places don't have 75% of the elected of the registered voters as Republicans like Wyoming does. Most places, less than 50% are Republicans, less than 50% of Democrats, and there's a lot of independents in the middle. In most places, a Republican that loses 33% of Republican support, I would say, well, let me scratch that. Almost everywhere, with very few exceptions, the darkest red states and the darkest red congressional districts. If you lose 33% of your support, you can't win. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to vote for a Democrat, but maybe they won't vote at all. And that'll help the Democrat in those districts. Or maybe they will vote for the Democrat. Maybe they'll say, you know what? This election's too important. We've got to beat this guy down and get this MAGA curse off of their party. 33%. I love it. I think I'm going to name my podcast that this week. All right. I want to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth, America. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth 
as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.